Welcome back, friends, to Earth's Final Countdown. My name is Dr. Dwayne McKee, president of Adventist World Radio. Remember, this is a continuation of Cami series, Unlocking Bible Prophecies. We are living in incredible times. The news is that Jesus is coming again. There are two groups when he comes. One group will look up and say, this is our God in whom we have waited and he will save us from our sins. The other group will cry for the rocks and the mountains to fall on them and hide them from the face of him who sits on the throne. Which group do you want to be in? Stay tuned as we look at these groups in the rapture, the second coming of Jesus. Stay with me as we look at the rapture. What is going to happen when Jesus comes back? Is it going to be secret or audible? Are we going to see Jesus coming? If you have questions, if you have prayer requests, if you just, if you like the free gift, we have a wonderful gift. Just text us at WhatsApp, WhatsApp plus one, two, two, four, two, 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 zero, seven, seven, seven. That's WhatsApp plus one, two, two, four, two, 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 zero, seven, seven, seven. Or text if you want to do SMS, just take off the plus one. 224-222-0777 and put down desire of the ages or put down Jesus or put down the life of Christ on the text and we'll send you a free a free book. You'll enjoy this. This is the best book that's ever written according to the Library of Congress in America on the life of Jesus. You'll love looking at this book. It's wonderful. So get the book, text it, and we'll send it to you right away. What a time to be alive. I keep telling my wife, Kathy, what a time to be alive. So many thrilling, exciting things are happening. By the way, we'd like for you to subscribe to this station, Unlocking Bible Prophecies, and, and just subscribe and then click like and hit that little notification bell. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be kind of fun to hit it. Hit that, and that gives us more contacts and people will see, yes, this is an exciting series that's going on right now. You know, we've had 30, 40, 50,000 people watch this series so far, and each one of them, we're excited about what is happening around the world. By the way, we just had somebody watch the last time from Bhutan. If you're in Bhutan, thank you for watching. And just tell us where you're watching from. Some from India, some from China, some from the Philippines. All around the world, we're getting texts from you. Thank you for watching. Blessings and hi to you, each one of you around the world as you watch, no matter what country you're from. Our title for this program is The Rapture. Remember last time it was what happens to you when you die. And so this is part of that. So the rapture, what is the rapture? What does that mean? The second coming to Jesus, what will happen when Jesus comes? Remember each one of these topics is all about who? It's all about Jesus. If it weren't for the empty tomb in Jerusalem, I wouldn't be here. If it weren't for the promise that he's coming back soon, you wouldn't be here. We are looking for the second coming of Jesus. Remember. John 14, 1 and 2. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. That means there's room for you and yours. Yes, there are two groups. But let's make sure we're in that first group that's ready when Jesus comes back and the trumpet sounds and the, those who have fallen asleep in Jesus will rise first. Three things. We're at the end of the book. That's right. God's book. We're at the end of the, the Bible. All the great prophecies in the Bible have been fulfilled except the last one, the second coming of Jesus. And if we open God's word, remember if it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. Cammy says, if it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it disagrees with the Bible, it's not for me. So we always go to God's word. We wanna 
look at God's word and follow what God says. Secondly, mama's prayers. If it weren't for somebody praying for you, my mama, she prayed for me all the time. And that's why I put mama's prayers. Maybe it's a father's prayer for you. Maybe it's a daughter. Maybe it's a son. Maybe it's a friend. But we know that Jesus, he is praying for you now. He wants you to be in heaven. He wants you to be in that first group, the two groups. The first group is the one that's going to heaven. And then God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. He has a plan for your life. Jesus loves you so much. Had you been the only one on the face of the earth who had sinned, Jesus would have died just for you. Wow. Sometimes things don't always appear as you think they are. This is a picture I want to show you. Bob Peck, Dr. Peck and I were on a, on a well, we had gone to the mountains in Wyoming. We were having a great time by Yellowstone. And these people came and they were giving horseback rides. And so Kathy saw this beautiful horse here. You can see the horse. She's a, she's a female, uh, a nice horse, a mare, <laughs> very nice. She's beautiful, isn't she? She's a Palomino. There were two Palominos and, and Kathy prayed, boy, wouldn't it be wonderful if Dwayne and Bob could get the Palominos? Well, sometimes God <laughs> gives us what we ask for. And he just, it's really not what we really want because we need to say, Lord, your will be done in my life. Well, this Palomino, she was interesting. She had just learned to walk on trails and she had this hard trot. Boom, 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 boom. Now, you know, if you ride a horse for five minutes and you have a hard trot like that, it's no big deal. But this, we, this was a six hour trip <laughs> and this horse would not stop trotting and all the way back. Now the, the leader of the group, he was, he was the owner and the manager. He had a nice horse. It would rock back and forth as he would trot. It was such a nice gait. I thought, oh, why am I on this horse? <laughs> why do we pray for this? <laughs> we need to pray that God's will will be done in our lives, and he will. Well, we got back, and I barely got off the horse. I got into our trailer where we were staying, and I laid down the bed. I said, Kathy, give me some Motrin. <laughs> give me some pain pills, because <laughs> I was hurting. <laughs> When we pray, we always want to pray, Lord, your will be done in our lives. Not my will, but your will. And God will bless and he'll direct in our lives. Our topic is the rapture. Two groups when Jesus comes back. There will be two groups. That's what the Bible says. And we're going to look at those groups when we fall asleep in Jesus. Let's do that. Remember, the we, we kind of do the summary of the last time, the last meeting. We just want to bring that back. These are the puzzle pieces that we look at when we fall asleep in Jesus. So the next thing we see will be Jesus coming in the clouds of heaven with his angels. So here it is, the second coming, Jesus returns. There are two groups, the righteous and the wicked. The righteous dead are resurrected. The righteous living ascend, and then the wicked living are slain. They'll cry for the rocks and the mountains. We'll see that. I'll give that text to you in a few minutes to hide them from the face of him who sits upon the throne. Two groups, the righteous, those who love Jesus, I want to be in that first resurrection. I want to be there waiting for Jesus to come, don't you? You see, God is so kind and loving. He only wants those who love him to be in heaven. The others would not be happy if they were forced to go to heaven. God doesn't force anybody. The Bible says, this is my favorite text, the one that the world knows the best, for God so loved the world. You know it, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his only unique son, that whosoever, I love that 
verse, whosoever. That means anybody, that means you, that means me, that means Kathy, that means our children, Grant, Lance, Michael, Bracken, Marcy, Danae, Mark, all of us, whosoever, whosoever, anyone who believes in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Don't you love him? I want to be in that first group. I know you do too, because Jesus would have died just for you. You're a whosoever. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, I thank you so much that all of us, all of us want to go to heaven. I pray that you'll bless us and help us to keep focused on you and help us to remember that Jesus would have died just for any one of us, anyone, because we are whosoever. Jesus loves us. God gave his only son, his only unique son, his only begotten son, his only son. And we want to believe in you and accept you as our Savior. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take you now to a special story. Cammy and Kathy and I and our video crew were in Korea. We were there near the DMZ at our office. We have an office there with Adventist World Radio. We were there at the office. With the, it's, it's the union, the Korean Union of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And, and we were there and we were talking to the young man by the name of Godwin. Actually, it was remarkable that he was there because he had been over in China next to the river but that separates China from North Korea. He had been there. He had been a pastor there. And he is telling us this story about this young lady by the name of Kim. She had swam the river, escaping from North Korea, looking to find a new life. She had swam the river once. She was caught, sent back, swam the river again. This time she didn't, she stayed about three years and she made her way to some people's house and they, they were Christians and they gave her a radio to listen to. They couldn't talk much to her. They spoke Chinese, she spoke Korean. And as they turned on the radio, she found a station. It was coming from Seoul, from South Korea. It was Adventist World Radio. She started listening to that and she learned about Jesus. She learned that Jesus was coming back, that Jesus had died for her, that God loved her so much that he gave his only son for her. She was so excited. But unfortunately, she was caught again, sent back. I want to show you that video as she escapes the third time she ends up in Pastor Godwin's church. And Pastor Godwin, Cammy and I are talking to him. You can see the picture here. He was so excited. But I want to share this story with you. It'll touch your heart. Home to 25 million people, the country right behind me hardly needs an introduction. But behind the political and military headlines that reach our shores, we can only imagine how the millions of common North Koreans are starving for hope, truth, and a better life. Like many other radio programs in North Korea, our AWR broadcasts have often been jammed. We recently began a new high-power AM broadcast into North Korea from Mongolia, and we are so excited for its success at touching more lives than ever. Only a handful of stories from North Korea make it out, but the few that do spur us on. The following is one of them. One night at my church, an unfamiliar woman entered and sat near the back. Her face bore hard lines hiding her youth. I wondered who she was. 
This stranger sat alone on a pew, and after everyone had left, the pastor joined her. I escaped North Korea, she admitted, and I'm not safe here in China either. But I have one request, she said. Will you baptize me? Do you even know what baptism means? I questioned. Yes, was her resolute response. I learned about Jesus through the radio. While in hiding, this dear woman found a radio, and tuning it stopped when she heard bits of the familiar Korean language. It was the voice of hope through Adventist World Radio. This discovery soon turned her loneliness and fear into courage and hope as she learned about the one who left all and died for her salvation. A longing was born in her heart to one day go back and share what she was learning with her family and friends in North Korea. We studied the Bible together for one week, and she soaked up every word. You could feel the Holy Spirit's presence in the room. After this week of studying, a secret baptism was held. All the doors and windows were closed, and everyone sang hymns softly so as not to be heard. And in a lonely bathtub, this North Korean lady was baptized. With tear-stained cheeks and joyous eyes, she declared her allegiance to God alone. After her baptism, she expressed her desire for freedom and the ability to study the Bible at the Adventist University in South Korea. She set off on foot that very night. Sometime later, I received a phone call. The voice on the other line said in a whisper, I have safely arrived to the border. Tonight is the night. Please pray for me. All I could think about were the eight strands of barbed wire. Would she make it? Unfortunately, she did not cross the border that night, but was found by Chinese soldiers who sent her back to her country of birth, where she was executed. I was so saddened to receive this news. I would never see those joyful eyes again. I remembered what she had told me. Even if I am captured, I will die with the hope of salvation. She sought freedom, and what the North Korean soldiers did not realize is, she found it. True freedom in Jesus Christ, and no one could take this from her. Doesn't that bring tears to your eyes? It does mine. Every time I think of Kim crossing those barbed wire fences, actually there were about eight of them, we were told later, Wow, amazing, but being caught, taken back to North Korea. You see, 
three times and you're out. This is her third time and she was executed. Her, her goal had been to, to make her way to South Korea, near Seoul, and go to Samyuk University, our university there, Seventh-day Adventist University, make her way there. She had been baptized, now she was a Christian. She wanted to make her way and learn more about Jesus and then go back to the border at nighttime, swim the river backwards and go back into North Korea and tell her friends and neighbors and relatives all about Jesus. We are broadcasting AWRS into North Korea every day. Three hours a day, we're broadcasting into North Korea at night. Our goal is to fulfill the dream of Kim. We want to tell people in North Korea about Jesus. Actually, there was a, a young man who had done the same thing, and his goal was the same as to go to Samyuk. And he was in Seoul here not too long ago, and I was there at his baptism, and I talked to him. I said, and his name was Kim as well. I said, Kim, what is your goal? He says, I want to go to the university, learn more about Jesus, and swim the river backwards and go back into North Korea. Wow. So he was going to fulfill the dream of Kim and Adventist World Radio as we broadcast into North Korea. By God's grace, we want to reach all the serious people there who want to know about Jesus, who want to be in that first group. Let's turn to the Bible, Acts chapter 20. I want to share a few things with you there. You'll enjoy this text. Acts 20, it tells us after the time of Christ, something is going to happen. Notice here, Acts 20, 29. I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. We know in the history of the church that Satan is very angry with the church and he keeps attacking and attacking and attacking the church. And that's why all these compromises came in. Remember, we talked about 50 to 100 million people died because of the persecution. It was terrible. One thing that's important to remember, remember we're talking about two groups in the rapture. We, we, we know that there, there is duplicity sometimes and people compromise. There's a book I thought you might like. <laughs> it says, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. The, this book is an incredible book. It talks about a negotiator who negotiates with hostages. Well, the, those who have captured the hostages, he's from the FBI in my country, in America, and he negotiates. One thing that the FBI never does in America is they never, never pay out ransoms. They don't do it. Maybe the family might or something else, but the, the FBI, America, never pays ransoms. Some other countries do. But he talks about the fact, never split the difference, never compromise. And I think that says a lot for us as Christians. As we look at end time events, as we look at the history of the church, we know that it costs many lives. People were burned at the stake, 50 million people, maybe 100 million, we said. Historians aren't sure, but incredible things happen. Unbelievable, because they would not compromise. Two groups, two groups when Jesus comes. The one group who loves Jesus with all their hearts, they won't compromise. They won't split the difference. They won't compromise. They'll have their eyes focused on Jesus just like during the history of the church, the Dark Ages. Revelation chapter 12 tells us about the church. It tells us about Jesus coming and, and being born and, and how Satan attacked him. Let's, let's read 12 verses 1 and 2. Now a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, 
and on her head a garland of 12 stars. Well, that's the 12 apostles, isn't it? And then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. This is a woman. This is the church who's giving birth, and the birth is the church. And the birth here specifically is Jesus. Revelation chapter 12, 4. And the dragon, Satan, stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. Remember in Bethlehem. Wow. All, all the babies were killed. Herod was at Satan. Was, it was a horrible time. That's what the Bible tells us. Satan is angry with Jesus. He's angry with God. He's angry with you. Two groups. He's in control of one group. That group will be lost. Don't ever, ever split the difference. Don't ever compromise. Focus on staying with Jesus. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. We'll come to that in a minute. Revelation 12, 5. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. This is Jesus. This is Jesus, the child who was born, Mary, representing the church. Remember the woman represents the church. Jesus, born, our Christ, our Savior, the Son of God. Jesus' ministry was three and a half years on this earth. And we know the crucifixion. We know how he died on Good Friday. By the way, that's the there are only two days in the, in the Bible that have names. And one is Good Friday. That's the day before the Sabbath. And then he was in the tomb on the Sabbath and was resurrected the first day of the week. This was Satan's Waterloo. <laughs> he, he knew he had had it because Jesus conquered death. Conquered death. And he knows. See, he's, he's read the Bible too. He knows the end of the book. He knows that second group that he is the general uh, will be annihilated. They will be finished. Don't ever choose to be in that group. Choose to be with God. Never compromise. Remember, I showed you and told you the story about home base. It's 17 inches. 17 inches. You can't change it, even if you may want to. Maybe you have a wonderful pitcher who pitches. Maybe it's at the, at the World Series and he's the best pitcher ever. But for that day, that time, somehow he can't hit the home plate, the 17 inches. And so you say, oh, we can change the size of the home plate. No, you never compromise. You can't change it. 17 inches is 17 inches. Never compromise. Never compromise. Stay faithful to Jesus. Keep all of his commandments. All of them. There was war with the last part of the church. Revelation 12 talks about that. The last day, just before Jesus comes back, there is war. Notice here in Revelation 12, 17, and the dragon, Satan, was enraged or angry with a woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. Sometimes some verses say the rest of her seed or the remnant of her seed, the last part. So Satan is making war with you. You've chosen Jesus as your Savior. You say, yes, Jesus, I accept you as my personal Savior. I love you. Please forgive me my sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. No matter what we have done, we're baptizing assassins around the world. Can you imagine that? Because they've given their hearts to Jesus. They want to be forgiven. They want the old past. They want to be gone. Wow. What a... What a God 
who forgive us no matter what we have done. That's what he says. Revelation 12, 17, again, it identifies God's people, those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. They keep God's commandments. Not a discount, not splitting the difference. No, not a 10% discount. Say, I'll just keep nine commandments. No, no, no. We keep all of God's commandments. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So this, these, this is his people. The last part, God's people, before he comes back, the one group who loves Jesus will keep all of his commandments and they'll have the faith of or the testimony of Jesus, the commandments of God, written by God's own finger. That's right, written by God's own finger. Must be important if God would do that, don't you think? And then give them to us. And Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. The one commandment that people have tried to change, remember we have read as we talked about this, that the, the church said they changed the law of God. That proved, <laughs> no, it didn't prove anything. They don't have the right to change God's law, does it? Here in Exodus 20, verses eight to 10, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Jesus gave us a Sabbath. I've told you this little story several times. Kathy sang this song a couple of times. I love it, two times mine, the little boy who had the boat, remember, and he, he made his, his, he and his daddy made the boat and it sailed and the wind broke the string and, and he went into the store the next day and he saw it in the wind of the store and he told the, the shop owner, that's my boat. And the shop owner says, no, it's not, it's my boat. And, and the little boy says, no, 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 you don't understand. My daddy and I, we made that boat. And the shop owner said, you don't understand. You don't understand. I bought that boat from a little boy just like you yesterday. And if you want the boat, you have to pay $10 for it. And so... He goes home angry, upset, irritated. Wow. He, he finds just $10 and he brings it back and he buys the boat. This is my boat. And he walks home. He looks at the boat. He looks down at it and he says, you're two times mine. I've made you and I bought you. <laughs> Jesus says, you're two times mine. I made you and I bought you. You're two times mine. I made you and I bought you. He is our creator and our savior. Can you imagine that? The two most important things to know about God, he loves you so much. He created you, he made you, and then he bought you with his blood. Jesus died just for you. The memorial of the resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Romans chapter six is baptism. That's why it says you go down into the depths of the water and you're baptized, and like you participate in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and you come up out of it. The reason this is so important Listen carefully. Some people will say, oh, the reason we go to church on the day of the sun, the Sunday, is because Jesus was resurrected on that day, so it's honor of his resurrection. Folks, if it was in the Bible, okay, we'll accept that. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. It's not two or three chapters outside the Bible either. It's only in tradition. The church changed it. They say they had the power. They don't. It's not in the Bible. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. So when we're baptized, baptized, the memorial, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is not a day. It's baptism. It's baptism. And the more memorial of creation that we're created in his image, Exodus 20, Genesis 2, is the Sabbath. God gave us the Sabbath. He is our creator. 
You didn't come from some tadpole. No, life just didn't pop up and happen. Absolutely impossible. Over two million little cells in your eyes just to, just to make your eye work together. Can you imagine to think that one, one scientist said, well, it's kind of like, you know, when they used to have the old watches and all the little moving parts, the Swiss watches, they had all kinds of little tiny parts and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And it's kind of like you take that watch apart, throw it up in the air, and it would come down and fall into the case and everything would start working again. Impossible. Impossible. We're created in God's image and the memorial of the fact that we are his children. He created us. That we have eyes and we have a brain and we can walk and move. We can sing and holler and laugh and cry. All this God made because he loves you. He loves you. And every Sabbath when we come and worship him, he's our creator. He is the creator. Well, it's not nine commandments. Ten Commandments. Remember what we said. There's no compromising. No, don't split the difference. You can't say, well, I like this commandment. It's a little bit better. And so I think I will. <laughs> no, no. God gave us his law to protect. It's like building a fence around you. Can you imagine a husband saying to his wife, now, when I go to work today, I want you to be faithful. I don't want you running out and messing around with other, other men and doing bad things. I don't want the kids. I don't, I don't want you taking the guns and going out and, and robbing people or shooting people. No, no. When we love Jesus, we keep his commandments because we love him. Not nine, all ten, all ten. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Let's go to Revelation chapter 12, 17. Again, notice it. And the dragon, Satan, was enraged. He was angry with the woman, the church, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God. So the offspring, the rest, the last part, those in the group, the two groups, the one group who loves Jesus, this group, they're identified here, those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of or the testimony of Jesus. They love Jesus so much. That's why Jesus said, if you love me, John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's what he says. God's people, the one group who loves him will keep his commandments because they love him. It's, it's a love response to love. That's why a husband is faithful to his wife it's a love response to love. They, they don't do it because they're afraid of being shot. <laughs> no, they do it because they love their wives. Wives love their husbands. Children obey their parents, not because they're afraid they're going to be beat, but because they love them. A love response to love. We keep God's commandments, all of them, because we love him. So God's people, just before Jesus comes back the second time, Right here it is. They'll be keeping his commandments and they'll have the faith of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus Christ. Two things. They'll have the testimony of Jesus. They'll keep all of his commandments. All of his commandments. What did I say? <laughs> all of his commandments. Don't split the difference. No, never split the difference. The home base is 17 inches. <laughs> what is right is right. Amen? What is right is right. James four seventeen. Therefore, to him who knows to do good, and does not do it to him at a sin. Some people are thinking, well, well, what about my Aunt Susie or my Aunt or my Uncle Ben? <laughs> he doesn't know this. Will he be lost? No, 
It says here, James 4, 17, and this is for us. Therefore to him, that's us, who know to do good and uh, does not do it, to him it is sin. So when we know what's right, when, when it's clear to us that we should keep all of God's commandments, we understand the truth about the Sabbath. If we don't follow, then it becomes sin. Otherwise, like your aunt or uncle, God will reveal to him at the right time what truth is, and they'll make a decision to follow Jesus because they love him, because they love him. In the, in the Bible, in Revelation chapter 14, there are three angels' messages. I want to read those, and the reason is we come to the climax of them. There's something very special happening there. Notice Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. That is the good news that Jesus died for your sins, the everlasting gospel, to preach to those who dwell on the earth, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. So the day of judgment, the day of judgment, has come. There's a time coming. A day of judgment will come. We've talked about that a little bit before. Remember I told you about my day in court, how I was accused of murder? Wow, it was an incredible experience. Incredible. The way I got through that is I, I would lay it in bed at night, and maybe this will help some of you. I'll lay in bed at night, and I'd start sweating. I'd see the the, the man's body. Uh, he was dead. He was in an accident. He was killed, and I felt just terrible, and I start to cry sometimes and start to sweat. I would repeat the text in Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you, because you trust in him. I'd say it over and over again. Lord, I trust in you. Give me perfect peace, and God would. He'd get me through it. He'd get me through it every time. So if you're in a crisis, if you're in a crisis, and something has happened in your life, repeat God's word over and over again. He'll forgive you all your sins. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you. He'll give you perfect peace as you keep your mind stayed fixed on him. As you think about him, trust in him, trust in him. Trust in God, that's right. Stay faithful to him and he'll, he'll because he loves you so much, he'll forgive you all your sins. Revelation 14, eight now, and another angel, this is the second, the second angel, the second of the three angels' message, messages. And another angel follows saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. So it, Babylon is falling. Now stay with me. Let's keep reading Revelation 14, 9 and 10. Then a third angel, this is the third angel's message, follow them saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast, uh-oh, worships the beast, not God, and his image, and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. That's the second group. Don't worship the beast. Keep God's commandments. Don't worship the sun on Sunday. Don't follow after the world. This will become a law. Actually, the Bible says it's going to become such a law that a death decree will be passed. I think it's, as we look at what's happening around the world, it's probably going to have to do with ecology, to save the planet. The planet is, and we'll see all this stuff. We see the coronaviruses and all the world being locked down. A death decree will come. A death decree will come. That's what the Bible says. If you do not follow the world and, and take that and worship, either in your head or on your hand, if you give credence to it or you believe it, worship the beast and follow after the beast and worship on 
the sun, the, the day of the sun is coming. The mark of the beast is coming. I want to stay faithful to God. Be in that first group. If you love me, keep my commandments. Don't ever, ever waver. Don't split the difference. Stay faithful to Jesus. The Bible says, right? The wine of the wrath of God. Don't do it. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are God's people. This is the first group. God makes it so clear. This is the first group. Revelation chapter 14. Right here it is. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. We saw that in Revelation 12, now in Revelation 14. Maybe it's important that God wants you to know about the first group. <laughs> Maybe it's very, very important. Yes, it is. Don't be in the second group. Don't receive the mark of the beast. Stay away from following Satan. Stay away from the world. Stay faithful to God. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus, on Jesus. Here it is. Here are those who keep the commandments of God. These are the saints. Those are going to go to heaven. Right after this text is the second coming of Christ. So right after this, we'll be there in a minute, who they'll keep the commandments of God and they have the faith of Jesus. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Right? That's what the Bible says. Then I looked and behold a white cloud and on the cloud set one like the Son of Man. So right after God says, these are the saints. They'll keep God's commandments because... They love him. Yeah, they have, they have faith in him. Right then we see the second coming to Jesus. He's on the throne. Yeah. God's people are waiting for Jesus to return. The, great, the next great event in prophetic history, prophetic clock, is the second coming to Jesus. Remember I said, all the prophecies have been fulfilled. We're at the end of the book. Jesus is coming soon. Don't let anything, anyone, any circumstance steal your crown. Stay focused on Jesus. Someone asked the question, well, did Jesus actually say he would return? What about this rapture thing? Is it secret? Well, let's look at the text. John 14, 1 to 3. This is one of the best verses in the Bible, I think. I'm going to use the King James Version because that's how I memorized it when I was young. Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Jesus is going to prepare a place. It says it has many mansions, many rooms. It means it's big enough for you. It's a big place. It's big enough for you and your family, your children, your friends. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. Yeah. That's the first group. You want to be in that group. There are five certainties about the return of Jesus. Let me share them with you. Number one, Jesus will literally return. It's real. It's not fictitious. It's not some dream. It's real. He will literally return. Let's, let's look at the text. Luke 24, 38 and 39. And he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. Jesus is talking to these Disciples from the road to Emmaus, remember, it's me. I'm real. Touch me. <laughs> and he says the same thing. It's real. It's, it's literally real. Acts chapter 1, verse 10 to 11. And while they looked steadfastly toward him. I love this text. 
as you, as you go down across the Kidron Valley and up to the Mount of Olives, you turn to your right and you go over to Bethany. It's in that area where Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived. As, as you go to that area, that's where Jesus, this is after the resurrection, this is 40 days later, he's meeting with the disciples there, and all of a sudden he starts going up. <laughs> oh, I've said before, I would love to have been there. He's going up. He, they're watching him going up. And, and, and these two angels, they, they stand and they speak to them. They said, you men from Galilee, why do you stand gazing up to the, into the heavens? This same Jesus that you see going into heaven was so come in the same way, in like manner, Jesus is coming in the clouds. He's coming in the clouds. It's literal. It's real. That's what the Bible says. That's what it says. The same Jesus. Jesus will literally return. Number two, Christ's coming will be visible. This is not a secret thing. <laughs> it's visible. This is what the Bible says. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. Christ's coming will be visible. Visible means you will see. Notice here, Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him. Isn't that exciting? Every eye will see him. Matthew 24, 30, again. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. These are the second group, and they will see him. The second, both groups will see him. They will see him. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They will see him. Wow. Matthew 24, 27, again. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. We will see Jesus coming. It's visible. It's literal. His coming will be audible. You'll hear it. <laughs> He'll hear it. Those, our ears will be unstopped if we're deaf. We'll hear Jesus coming. Let's see what the Bible says here. This is what it says in Matthew 24, 31. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. <laughs> and they will gather together his elect from the four winds. It's audible. They hear it. It's a noisy verse, somebody said. A noisy, noisy verse. <laughs> you can hear him coming. He'll gather together his elect from the four winds, from the, the one end of heaven to the other. Wow. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, for the Lord himself, it's not an imposter, it's not somebody else, it's Jesus himself, will, shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God. That's the noisiest verse in the Bible. Yeah, that's right. Think about it. The noisiest verse in the Bible. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Jesus is coming then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. It's real, folks. It's audible. You'll see him. Is, he's coming. It's visible. Wow. Next, number four, it will be stunningly glorious. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. That's when we all look up and say, lo, this is our God, and we have waited and he will save us from our sins. Jesus is coming. It's going to be a glorious event. Revelation 6, 14 to 17. And the heaven departed as its scroll when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men 
and every bondman and every freeman hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks and the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come and who should be able to stand? That's the second group. That's the second group. Don't be in that second group. Focus on Jesus. We want to be in the first group because we love him. We'll keep all of his commandments because he's asked us to. Isaiah 25, 9. And it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. This is so exciting. I'm sorry if I get too excited here and read a little fast, but I just, I'm th so thrilled. When Jesus comes, wow, our God, we have waited for him. We'll rejoice and he'll save us. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. By the way, this is on my parents' tombstone up in Oklahoma. If we put that on there, this verse is such a thrilling, exciting verse. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Isn't that thrilling? Wow. So his coming will be literal. It'll be visible. It'll be audible. It'll be glorious. It will mark the end of earth's history when Jesus comes. That's the end. That's the end. Two groups. Two groups. Jesus is coming. Someone asked the question, if every eye sees him, including the wicked, how can his arrival be secret? It's not a secret rapture. It's a rapture. He will rapture us and take us up. <laughs> Jesus is coming. It's audible. It's visible. You'll see it. You'll feel it. He is coming. It'll be glorious. What an exciting event. Matthew 24, 30. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see. Notice the words, see. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Everyone will see him coming. They will see him. It's not, it's not a secret event. All will see him coming. Matthew 24, 31. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So the five certainties are Christ's second coming is his coming. Jesus will literally return. It will be a visible event. It will be an audible event. It will be stunningly glorious. It will mark the end of earth's history. Amazing. It will mark the end of earth's history. It's all over. Those who love Jesus, the first group, <laughs> those who love Jesus are going to be taken up. Those who are, have died in Jesus and love Jesus, they'll be resurrected. They'll go up first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up to him. That's what the Bible says. And then those in the second group, those who have rejected Jesus, they'll cry for the rocks and the mountains to fall on them. So they will be terminated at the second coming of Christ. Well, and there they'll be for a thousand years as we studied about the millennium. And after the thousand years, the holy city descends. What an event that will be. And then the second resurrection takes place. They'll try to take the city. Satan will be their general 
but fire will come from heaven and devour them, devour them. It'll be all over. It'll be all over after the thousand years. Jesus is coming. What a glorious event that's going to be. If God is love, people ask, why does he not take everyone to heaven? Can you imagine if he took people to heaven who hated him, who were mad at him, who were angry, they wouldn't be happy there. It's better if it's like they have never been. They'll be finished. It's over. The fire will devour them. That's what the Bible says. Let me, let me take you to Tanzania. This is an exciting little story. Uh, the, the pastor in the church, uh, you'll see it in the video here. The pastor in the church said to the church members, you need, you need to be witnessing for Jesus. Watch this video clip. Adventist World Radio was brought to Tanzania in 1993, making it the first non-government radio broadcast of its time. Now, over 25 years later, a team of dedicated locals operate 10 stations across the country. Broadcasting in Swahili and Maasai, thousands of people can daily listen to programs in their own language. After seeing thousands of baptisms as a direct result of the radio work, many Seventh-day Adventist churches have become excited and desirous of participating in some way as well. One church decided to sponsor a 21-day sermon series called Rays of Hope. The pastor encouraged the members to use this radio program as a witnessing tool and to share the messages with their friends and family. Mama Miyembe took this to heart and began carrying her little radio with her wherever she went. Mama Miyembe had a garden and her garden was located close by the town's bar. Daily, as she attended to her plants and vegetables, she set down her radio and turned up the volume. Inside the nearby bar, the owner, named Elia, began to listen and take interest. I was so intrigued with what I heard coming from the radio in the garden, I decided to find the channel on my radio so I could hear it better. So while Eliah was serving his customers, he was also listening intently to sermons from the Rays of Hope program. Soon he was not the only one listening. The drunkards who daily came by started to listen and ask questions. Finally, Elias suggested they meet together and listen to the radio instead of drinking. And they all agreed. The owner and his customers began meeting with their Bibles and radio. And as the AWR program presented Bible-based messages, the men discovered precious truths they had never heard before. At the end of the 21-day series, I decided to give my life to Jesus and was baptized. Along with 20 of my customers, it was a joyous day. 
after their baptism, this new little congregation decided to change their bar into a place of worship instead. They meet together every Sabbath to sing praises and study the Bible. Mama Miembe often joins them with a heart full of joy for what God was able to do through her. I am so thankful for AWR and for the messages of hope that saved us. Isn't it amazing how God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance? He sent that lady out there to her guard with her radio. She turns it up. The bar is there. The people start listening to the stories about Jesus, and it starts touching their heart. <laughs> Eventually, they, they get their own radio. They listen to themselves, and now that bar is no longer a bar. It's a church. <laughs> God's church are worshiping the creator of the universe. They're looking for the second coming of Jesus. Wow, isn't God awesome? First Thessalonians 4, 16, and again says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven. But they shout with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. This is what will be said when Jesus comes back. God will say this. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. There is a time coming. Two groups, God through the judgment, those who've accepted him will be in that righteous group. I want to be there. Those who are rejected from them, they'll be unjust. They'll be unholy. They'll cry for the rocks and the mountains to fall on them and hide him. Hide them from the face of him who sits upon the throne. Jesus is coming again, my friends. He is coming. What a glorious event that's going to be. I want to take you in closing to Victoria Falls. One of the greatest falls in the world there was Zimbabwe and Zambia and Botswana all coming together, these countries in, in South Central Africa. Thrilling to be there. We were having a series of meetings and we had gone out to see the, the uh, what is that? Is that... Oh, that, that's that elephant I want to show you. Yeah, it, it, no? No, that's that, that elephant I want to show you. No, it, it's what? A, a hippo. <laughs> you remember, I said this before, you can call a hippo an elephant as long as you want to. <laughs> but it's still a hippo. You can, call, you can call Sunday the Sabbath as long as you want to but it's still Sunday, the first day of the week, the day of the sun. Amazing, isn't it? By the way, I do have a picture of an elephant. This guy here was so angry, he began to charge us, and Kathy was hollering at me to drive fast, drive fast, drive fast. <laughs> this is by Victoria Falls. Here we are, we're having a series of meetings, just like these meetings. And I, I, one of my friends, Todd Gessley, was there. He had his camera, and he took some little graphics work, and, we had some people who wanted to be in the resurrection. And so this lady on your right with a hat on, she was put in the resurrection and the gentleman was next to her. And so here in Livingston, Zambia, we had, we had a gentleman that we had brought with us from, from Denver, Colorado, and he's holding a baby out, handing it to them. Now there were several thousand people watching this. 
And when they saw themselves in the resurrection scene, they got excited and they started shouting and clapping and shouting and clapping. Actually, I had to scream into my microphone because they were making so much noise. Everybody was happy except one. That's right. Daphne is her name. Kathy talked to her later and she said, I began to cry and cry and cry. Because you see, Daphne had lost a baby. The baby had died in her arms. And when she saw the angel in the picture holding the baby out to her, it, the resurrection became so, so personal, so special. She, she knew that Jesus, Jesus is coming and when he comes, She's going to have her little baby in her arms again. The angel's going to bring it to her. That's, that's going to happen. What a time that will be. Families will be reunited. Families who have lost their loved ones. Have you lost somebody? Do you want to see somebody when Jesus comes? I do. I do. I want to see my kids. <laughs> All of them. I want to see my family. I want to see, and we want to be reunited on the resurrection morning. We want to come together, and yes, Jesus is coming again. What a glorious time that will be. Don't let anything stand in your way. Nothing. Don't let anything. Two groups. Be in that special group because you love Jesus. If you decide to be in the other group because maybe you're having doubts, when Jesus comes, what will you have lost? Let nothing stand between you and Jesus. No duplicity. Don't ever split the difference. Focus on God and the relationship with Him, no matter what comes. No matter what comes. Two groups. Jesus is coming. Our next topic is Earth's final deception. Be sure if you have if you have questions, prayer requests, text me at 224-222-0777 or WhatsApp me at plus one, 224-222-0777. Plus one, 224-222-0777. And say, I want that book about Jesus. I want that book. Please send it to me and we'll send it to you. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you so much for all that you have done for us. Thank you for the promise that you're coming back and families are going to be reunited and I'll see my mom and dad. Kathy will see hers. We want to see our family. You have families. We all have families. We all have loved ones. On the resurrection morning, we want to see them. We want to go home to heaven. We want to be, Lord, in that first group. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.